when we drove the devil's backbone. <laughs> And you and Wilbur were like so pissed at Jose for the for like, like seventy five up there. Dude, Jose's literally driving one one missed turn. You guys are down a, like a three hundred foot, foot cliff, cliff. Mm-hmm. on both sides, sheer cliffs on both sides. And we're driving down, and we're like, "Hey, did you guys like driving down this road last night?" And Chris is like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> this was the road. Jose was going like eighty five down this road. God damn it, Jose!" <laughs> And he's that Hispanic thing. Yeah, but did you say? Hello and welcome to the Cold Bow Podcast. This is Jake and I'm here with my cold bros. I did just cough during that, but we can keep going. Are we going to use this? Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't we? I've got pumpkin seeds ready to go. So eat them. Okay. Let's hear it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> How are you guys doing? I'm going good. How are you guys? Doing great. ASMR, we promised. <laughs> I'm good, man. Reese, I'm rubbing my beard against the mic right now for you. <laughs> Um, how have you been doing? What, what what have you been doing? Um, don't go skip me. I saw pumpkins. <laughs> Troy, what have you been doing? Um, I have actually been well. Okay, so I've been studying and trying to learn a lot about comedy. Okay. I know it's just kind of a weird thing, but you just kind of caught me off guard. But me too. You too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like comedy. Like what kind of comedy? Are you well, talking? like just just all types. Just just learning how to just trying to like figure out how to do my job the best I can, right? Sure. I've been trying but to like, help Troy be funnier on our show. <laughs> such, a, such a wet blanket. Uh, and this, is, this doesn't make me a comedian by any any means, but uh-huh, uh-huh. but actually like... None of uh, us made that leap. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. This happens every time. Everybody tries to make a joke and then Scott comes by and makes oh, a You know what else happens joke. every time is Silent I start talking about what I'm doing and you guys just come <laughs> Comedy is it's interesting because there's so many layers to it. There's so many things. It's not just like, hey, I'm gonna tell jokes and be funny. There's so much to it. And and especially when you're editing and animating and all that other stuff with it. It's I've so I've been spending a lot of time trying to learn how to do it. Dude, I'm actually kinda jealous because it it'd be really fun. Like I think everyone has has uh innate desire to be funny, you uh-huh. know. Um, but don't want to put, don't necessarily put the effort behind <clears throat> like the work that it takes to actually put something together or, or tell like other people's us, jokes. It's just natural. Yeah. I mean, so, like, like you can come up and riff and, and make fun of people. Um, all of us can, but like to actually construct, a like a 10 minute joke, like that, uh, that would be Dude, so hard. I, I tried writing stand up. Yeah, what happened Steph? with that? We were gonna I have was, you like showcase it on the oh podcast. My <laughs> not not good. Chris, Chris and his brother caught a little bit of it, and it was. Well, here's rough. the thing: Every, everything <laughs> everything I've ever no, heard about stand up is even Louis C.K., who's one of the arguably one of the best, who's trying to come back now. It's rough. Come back, yeah, like, it's, like, <laughs> like it's, it, you're not. You're like oh, comedians are good unless they're practicing. Yeah, and it's and I was unless like going Dave Chappelle or Ellen DeGeneres or something. <laughs> I was just, I was uh, I I remember when I was writing, I was like, yeah, it's all about the delivery and what is the delivery. And then I tried saying it for oh. Chris and his brother, and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, this see, is 
awful. And I wanted to stop halfway through because I was like, I am not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. I don't even know the, the material like, that I'm trying to say. You don't know until you try, though. But like Exactly. That. I was like, but now I'm like halfway through the joke. And I can't just stop and not yeah, that, tell that's, the joke. That's one thing that I've heard comedians say is like, that's the weird thing about stand-up comedy is a football player can practice in his backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like uh, an actor can, can practice in front of a mirror. Um, a comedian has to practice in front of people. I tried That's the only way to really practice. I try, I, when I was writing that stuff, I was sitting in my room. I would try saying the stuff out loud. I would try putting timing to it and I would try all that stuff. And it was... Yeah, it, it's not. And the same. I was like, "Yeah, okay, it's it's okay, I guess, maybe, I don't know." And then I sat down in the basement of Chris's parents' house and tried doing it, tried saying it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, well, this is this is so much more than what you think." Well, it's it always is. it always Here's goes. A, oh, sorry, go ahead. Drew. I was gonna say it always goes really well when you rehearse it in your head or or by yourself, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you, it's, it's like the shower, the the shower arguments you have mm-hmm. with, but like um. You're like you say, hey, I'm gonna show you my stand-up routine. Do you mind listening to it? Mm-hmm. Give me feedback. The whole point of this is to make you laugh. And I'm sitting there listening to him. I don't think I laughed. And Jake's like, well, I screwed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I felt bad, but I was like, well, I'm I'm trying to be like supportive. Like, yeah, like give you. But the also, feedback. if you're listening to comedy in a cr- critical way, yeah, you're not gonna laugh. Mm-hmm. Whether so it's, it's funny or it's not, it's hard. It's hard to like, uh-huh. dude. Uh, I wasn't sure how, what kind of like feedback to give you. Like, just me laughing my ass off probably would have been all the all that you wanted or needed. Oh yeah. But. So, I, a, a little while ago, a couple years ago, I wrote um, kind of a little a little uh, script for some sketch I wanted to do. I may have shared it with you guys. If I haven't, I'll share it with you. But, um, and <clears throat> I've uh, I've been um, doing some freelance work with a comedian and uh, I shared it with him and he wanted me to like perform it for him. It was super awkward because he was just kind of sitting there like kind of, you know, had his, had his hand on his chin, kind of pacing. And I'm sitting here trying to perform the script that I had never performed before. And it was... It was interesting. He had some really good feedback, but to your point, like where you're performing, if you're performing in a group of people, because you know, we all know that crowds feed off each other, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're performing in a group of people, it might have been, you know, hilarious. But when you're performing for a friend and his brother, like two people, it, it's a little, it's a little different. It, it, it's one of those but, things where it's like you just have to turn off that part of your brain that uh, gets embarrassed. That gets embarrassed, mm-hmm. and, and like you see, like actors or whatever, or uh, in. Uh, yeah, in any like acting group or whatever, they they it's the culture that you cultivate in in a group of people where you can just turn that off and everyone does and it's uh, there's less judgment than you. But think. it's it's not just stand up. Like we we just had last week a, a whole thing about Steve Martin, one of the greatest comedians ever, and some of his great movies, and I'm sure he's had some duds too. But like just like comedy in itself, like you have stand up, you have sketch, you have movies, you have. Um, you, you have all of these different uh, various forms of comedy and yeah. like it is very, very complex. And I think it's more complex than people realize. And like it's it's tough. So I've been trying that you to answer your question, Jake, what I've been trying to do <laughs> the last few weeks or so is is learn more and study up and try to like be better with comedy to help with my job and help with overall just be more funny because I'm. What'd you call me? A wet blanket? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. <laughs> a half deaf giant forehead wet blanket <laughs> <laughs> with yay elbows. <laughs> well, that was a fun tangent. Yeah, that was, right. that was super funny. 
<laughs> um, to feed off of what you said, uh, and and even to kind of show Troy's talent even more, a couple of years ago, Troy and I were trying to like, like we we were actually writing scripts for like movies, and uh, oh. Troy wrote one like like a superhero script, and he shared it with me, and we we were doing this a lot back then, and for we some were, weren't we? Yeah. And uh, mine was always more like a video gamey script, and Troy was more of like a dramatic, serious superhero movie script. But um, uh, I think that I've, I've been kind of getting the bug to play D and D again, and I've been kind of writing out a like a campaign that I nowhere near done or ready to do. But uh, doing that's kind of given me the itch to like add some comedy into it and try my hand at like writing a stand up routine because I've I've been told my whole life like, oh, you're so funny. You should do stand up. You're so quick witted. But that's so much different than like being funny with you guys and then someone go be funny. And then you're like, uh, yeah. Fart. Like, <laughs> no, that's exactly right. And that well, actually, it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually kind of a, 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 a little segue into what I've been doing watching The Office. There's a stole my thunder. Sorry, but but there but there's a, um, towards the end when Will Ferrell comes on um, as the he, he's like three or four episodes as the manager and the uh, um, Andy. Uh, does something funny. He's like, "Oh, office funny guy." The office. Every office has to have one funny guy. Then every time he sees Andy, he goes, "All right, funny guy, do something funny, make me laugh." And Andy's just not a funny person, <laughs> and so he, he like he doesn't know what to do. He ends up like trying to do stupid, like like burn his hand in the in the toaster type thing. And <laughs> and, and, then, and Will Ferrell's like funny. Will Ferrell's like oh, awesome. Eat the soap. Eat the hand soap. And so he's like eating hand. So it's like when someone says be funny and points at you, it, yeah. it's almost impossible. I hate it too because like I'll have friends like, oh, Chris is so funny. Watch. And I'm like, Ugh. exactly. Like I can't do that. It, like, in context, that can be funny. I can, like I can have a quip, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It happens. I'm I'm the office funny guy at work. Yeah. Every, uh, like I'm a comedy god there, but if some as soon as someone says be funny, it's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is uh, I'm a big fat guy. <laughs> when someone says Laugh be funny, it's, it's always like self depreciation, self deprecation. Like like they're like uh, I work at I worked at Costco. I was cooking chickens, and the electrical guy came in, and he was working on something, and two wires touched and melted the rubber. And somebody walked in, I'm like, oh, what's that smell? And I was like, oh, I just farted like two seconds ago. It was probably me. And they're like, oh, that guy's so funny. And he's like, dude, come look at this funny guy. <laughs> I'm trying to work. <laughs> I just said some self-deprecating look fart Look at joke. him. You made a look fart Look at the joke. guy. He's funny. Look at him. He said something funny like two seconds ago. He's, this guy's like constantly saying just, funny. If so you watch. just watch him, and I, I something swear, funny will happen. I swear I blushed it. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I got nothing. <laughs> Like honestly, the like only thing pressure. you can do stick your hand in a toaster to I don't know. Watch, he's gonna eat soap. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> pour cheese balls all over you. Yep. Um, yeah, that was a good. Hey, that's, he did. Pour, that's funny that we he all did come. pour cheese balls on. Yeah, him. I remember the part you're talking about. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. wait, <laughs> you said so something the, extremely relevant. <laughs> <laughs> so the the thing I wanted to bring up was I I uh, was watching a comedian. His name is Russell Peters. And I've actually never heard of him before until so quite funny. recently. But this guy's comedy speaks to me so much. So Russell Peters is a he's born in Canada, 
His parents are from India, but he looks like a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> I like him already. He travels the world, and his comedy is strictly racial jokes. But I kind of feel like like laughter is the best medicine in all things. And if you're mm-hmm. able to just laugh at yourself, like this guy makes some of the most racist jokes. Oh, yeah, he looks familiar. <laughs> he makes some of the most racist jokes. Like he's in Miami. He's just walking down the street. He's wearing like a nice shirt. And some Hispanic guy's all, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he starts like dancing, like salsa dancing because <laughs> the guy is talking to him. He's like, I- I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not Hispanic. And he's like, then what the f- are you? And he's pointing to him. <laughs> um, but he's in Miami. He's in like, like Cuban, Puerto Rican town. So he even goes into a gas station and he's like, oh, my people. Finally, there's a guy in a turban. And the guy in a turban sees him. He's like, hola. And he's, <laughs> he's doing like the Indian head knot, Bob. Like, Hola. <laughs> um, but it just made me realize this like if you're able to just like laugh, like I think I think if you're able to laugh at yourself, other people races jokes, like I think that the world is a lot more closer than we realize. Like the, the news tells you differently. But then, like, a comedian like Russell Peters will just kind of remind me that, like, if you're just able to laugh with each other to just, I don't know, break down barriers, I guess. I don't know. I don't even know. Um, but like, I think we're all a lot closer than we real than the news wants us to think. And a freaking comedian helped me realize that. So that was eye opening for me. That was deeper than I thought it was going to get. Mm. Me, too. Mm. I had some <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's a good segue into what I've been. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> You've been trying to have a kid, and <laughs> it's really hard when she's already pregnant. <laughs> All right, so what's our what's our topic today? All right, so opposite of comedy, our topic today, <laughs> we're gonna talk about the. It's another goat, and we're talking about the goat shootout scene in a movie. Boom, boom, boom. Now, because I was the one who came up with the idea, or it's kind of my episode, whatever you want to say, um, I gave no rules because it's been well established here that I abhor rules on this podcast. So, so I'm going to go first. Mine is Rocky. <laughs> you he was he was throwing He's got some guns. He was th- my yeah. favorite was miracle. That like was a shootout was at the end. Throwing cannons. <laughs> Sorry, it's a shootout. <laughs> Bend it like Beckham was unreal. The PK shootout the in that in that movie. Celtic pride. <laughs> Bend it like Beckham. So going at looking at, I didn't realize all the different types of shootouts we were going to like when we were talking about what our runners up are going to be, what our goats are going to be. Uh, I'm when I, when I mentioned this, I thought, Oh, it's just going to be a bunch of Westerns. Like really? that's, that's how this is going to go. It's a bunch of Westerns because that's all the shootouts. I mean, that's the, the, the movies that are happens in Westerns. Speaking of that, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Chris asked me what I was going to choose, and I was like, I, I don't know, probably Back to the Future 3. <laughs> when, when he pretends to do the... Uh, the, the where he doesn't the shoot Clint a single gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, well, he gets, well, and he gets shot with the... Anyway, sorry. Well, really, Westerns, every single Western that's ever been made is just a build-up to a shootout. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Exactly. 
we've talked. Uh, I've talked about how one of my favorite shootout scenes, one of my favorite scenes, is from the movie Open Range when uh, Kevin Costner and um, Diego Luna. You know the the old guy from Robert. Uh, yeah. Robert Duvall and Kevin Costner. They, uh, they, I'm glad you realize it. <laughs> they have a friend. They, they have a friend get shot by the by the greatest gunfighter in the West, and um, the the buildup is to this one scene, and then they come in and uh, they have the face off where there's all those guys there, and then the two the two of them come and face him, and Kevin Costner walks up to the dude and says, "Are you the one that shot our friend?" And he goes. Yes, I am, and I liked it too. And then he walks up to him and pulls a gun out and shoots him in the forehead and kills him. And it was just this no bull, no nonsense. We're not going to put up with the best gunfighter in the West or anything like that. Where I'm just going to take him out right off the bat. I love it when movies do that. Oh, Indiana Jones and the saber. Yeah, Han Solo shooting Greedo first. Batman, (laughs) love it. Um, Batman, Michael Keaton, Batman. Yeah, (laughs) when you watch. uh, when you watch the first couple episodes of, of Firefly, the TV show Firefly, Captain Mal does it a couple times oh, in the yeah. first two episodes. It's so awesome. So it, it's just these, the no-nonsense. in the movie, too, Serenity. Yep. When the guy's like, I'm not armed. He's good. Oh, good. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of stuff that that really, like, spoke to me. It's all it's Because there's how many times in, in movies of any genre where you're like, just do this easy, simple thing. It'll make all your problems go away. If they just communicate or if he just like kill the bad guy while he's monologuing. Like, Why do you stuff. have to monologue before you shoot him? Just shoot him. It, you sly dog. You caught me when I was monologuing. <laughs> Syndrome. <laughs> but it's so anyway, um, I, I kind of wanted to see what you guys thought about what makes a good shootout. Scene, oh, please. So. I want to talk about this for sure. Violence. <laughs> well, violence, number Blood. one, it, it must include two men, not men, Characters. two human beings that don't like each other and they both have to have guns. Those are the only requirements. But I, it can be more than two At people. least two. Of course. People. Yeah. It has okay. to have at least two Characters with guns. I was thinking taxi driver when he was pointing the gun at the mirror, but that's one person. But that's only one person. Oh, okay. Shoot. There's no, shoot. see, when you look into a mirror, yes, it's not shoot. another person. <laughs> oh, it's just reflecting back to you. It may was, look like another person. You broke the rule that we I was never looking at him Chris. to change his ways. Oh. Well, I mean, if you want to get into a more existential sense, then, then yeah, it could be a second. So um, it's to prob- answer your question, though, um, it's kind of hard to tell because I'm looking at all of our choices and they're all super different. Like some of them are ultra realistic. Some of them are hyper stylized. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them have great choreography. Some of them don't. But so it's also worth pointing out that I think well, we've established was what we're going to do with this episode is that we're going to say our picks and then we're going to kind of take a break for a second and watch it. And then so hopefully we can do this in a way where you as if you're listening will uh we'll be able to hear or get our reaction if we're seeing it for the first time. Also, you can go pause the show and go yeah, watch it. You can yourself. also pause the show and go and watch yourself, which we will provide a link to this episode to where somewhere where you can watch all of these scenes. Uh, yeah. So I think my, in my opinion, I think the one thing that it has to have a good, a good shootout scene is uh, an emotional end. Mm-hmm. You have, it has to have, 
that that's what makes it great is is it it, it leads to an emotional end there's a, there's some sort of emotion to it um otherwise it's just robots shooting each other which also is pretty cool but RoboCop. Um, <laughs> but uh anyway shall we get started yeah okay Let's do it runner up who wants to go first so troy and i share a runner up you guys well, really? sort of. We well, share, share a movie. the same movie, but both of us are doing two different scenes. Two different scenes. Okay, yep. Scott, you go first. So um, the the movie is Boondock Saints. Um, Such a good movie. So th- there, there's a couple of really good shootouts in this, and there's there's the famous one where Willem Dafoe is like really it's a fire fly, fight, flying boy, and they, it, there was a fire fight, but it's not that one. It's the one Which, where. I have a little bit of trivia on that that one, really quick. Is that the uh, I can't remember his name, but the guy who plays the the dude that ends up being their father mm-hmm. uh, was Billy so Connolly. what Billy, Billy Connolly. Connolly? Yes, Billy Connolly. He was so excited for that scene because he had so many guns strapped to him, and he was the was single awesome. guy that he couldn't stop smiling. So they had to put a cigar in his mouth to keep That's him from smiling. <laughs> to keep him from, <laughs> that from is smiling amazing. too much because he wouldn't stop smiling during it. And so that they, is amazing. They put a cigar in his mouth, and then uh, so you could probably tell if you're watch it that he's probably smiling through the cigar anyway fun so, little, oh, and, little and uh, uh, he had six pistols strapped to him yeah and will defoe's retelling is the um there are six guys yeah but there's actually one guy with six pistols yeah but but again Doing this is not the dance. scene this is not the scene that i'm choosing <laughs> um um but it, it it is for similar reasons why i like this one is willem defoe so so this one that i chose is when they uh when they infiltrate a bad guy's hideout, they're trying to get, they're going after this one guy. They're trying to kill this one guy. And then there's like six of them in the scene. Um, they end up killing them all. But um, the, the, the whole thing is Willem Dafoe uh, is, it's really cool because it's him describing the scene. Like after, like as he's walking through the, the aftermath with all of his uh, in, uh, cop buddies, whatever. Um, Coworkers. And so it it, it demonstrates it demonstrates the, both the violence of the shootout and and his skill as a detective. It's really cool. I, I really like that. It was a fun way to to do that. Should we watch it? Yep. Watch All it. right, we're gonna watch Let's it. So uh, if, if you're following along with oh, us, oh, and real quick, um, there are swear words. There are lots of yeah. f words. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure most of the movies yeah, that are on our list are going to be rated R. They're pretty violent, so so be warned. Yeah, mine and swears in a different language. Mine, so. mine has a. Is, my movie is known. My goat is known for its cuss words. But before we start it, um, if you're following along with us, pause now. Watch uh, the Boondock Saints scene. Um, it's just a shootout scene, uh, and then come back and. Let's talk about it. So, here we go. I can never win against myself. One of these guys is a real sicko. He knew this man. He wanted him to suffer. It was nicely done. Yep. So th- there's there's a couple things that are a little different about this particular scene. It's really close, really like intimate. Yeah, it's a small close room, quarters. Yeah, small room. There's lots of people in it, and so it's like really close quarters. Um, and then the whole Willem Dafoe explaining it as as it's happening. 
It's awesome. The choreography. Reenacting with yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. The choreography when they both get down on their knees and then you get the, the alternating hands. It's just, yeah, yeah really good. Mm-hmm. Um, some campy moments for sure, but I mean, yeah. made in 99. So, well, and, and I think it, that was almost part of the storytelling. Like they, they meant to make it that because yeah. the, 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 um, the dichotomy between like the silliness and like the how they're always arguing as as these these like brothers and whatever and then and uh and then it auto and then it moves over to the really serious stuff and it, it's I don't, I don't know i think it's really cool so boondock saints is kind of a, a funny story funny pick with this one and I, it's it's funny that we're going to be spending a little bit more time on this because it's uh, both Scotty and my runner-up pick. But uh, Troy Duffy, the director, writer, whatever, is a total douche. Yeah, there's a documentary <clears throat> detailing how stupid he was yeah. and how much of a mess this movie is. Yeah. And it's kind of a miracle that people even like it Well, because he's not a nice person. Here's a couple things just uh, of <clears throat> note uh, about this about this movie. So it came out January 22nd, 1999. So it's over 20 years old, by the way, which is nuts. Uh, but crazy. Well, yeah. well, you see the the actors now. Yeah, they're old. <laughs> yeah, Norman Reedus and Sean Patrick Flannery. Mm-hmm. Like anyway. Uh, but it uh, had a limited re- release, and part of that is because they think they feel Troy Duffy thinks that it was blacklisted by uh, Weinstein, which it was, um, which it probably was. <laughs> uh, but it had a limited release in theaters. Uh, it only showed in five theaters in Boston for one week. And uh, which is why nobody had ever heard of it until it came out on video. Uh, but the reason was that was because it came it came out a month after the shootings at Columbine in Colorado. So just you know. which honestly, the, the fact that it had such a limited release um, makes it super impressive that yeah. that the movie has caught steam that the way it has. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. In and it's a it's a well done movie. Like you got to give Troy Duffy some credit. But the other thing is that he is just like he's kind of a tool okay so here's the thing so the the main two brothers are sean patrick flannery and uh norman reedus play the two brothers those characters were initially jake you're going to hear this were some of the roles that were offered the some of the people who were offered those roles were mark Wahlberg, ewan ewan mcgregor brad pitt keanu reeves and uh ethan hawk and troy duffy basically well he either ruined the option for those guys to play those roles or he just turned them straight down. Like he just turned down Brad Pitt because he didn't like him. So the balls of this guy who's never made a movie before. Right. This is his first ever. His like, first ever movie. Yeah. Um, and he turned down. He won, an, he won a, a, a contest to even get a chance to make this movie. Yeah. And, and he, he turned down uh, Brad Pitt just because he didn't like him. And he turned down Keanu Reeves because, and I quote, he is a <laughs> punk. Oh wow! He called. He said, "Yeah." So, uh, <laughs> whatever well, that means, like he, he's going to go yep. on to because Norman Reedus isn't a punk. He's going to go <laughs> on to be in uh, some of the best shootouts of all time. Of all time, right? Yeah. And the reason he's, why he's in he's in multiple later in this conversation. <laughs> the reason why uh, why Ewan McGregor Ewan, Ewan McGregor actually accepted the role, I believe, and then he he backed out because he and Troy Duffy got in an argument over uh, the death penalty. <laughs> so it's like a political argument. Duffy, yeah, Duffy got Duffy got drunk and McGregor uh, and then they they got in an argument over the death penalty over polit- politics and then you McGregor's like, "You know what? I don't want to work with you." And he backed out. Like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> so it is amazing that the movie turned out yeah, decent. Yeah. 
Um, so, I mean, props to him for doing that, for being able to put together something that ended up being really good. I really like Boondock Saints, but you can tell there's some parts where it's a bit of a mess. But anyway, the, the editing of the movie is rough. There is. Yeah. yeah, there is one part in the the one thing about the movie that I really enjoy is the comedy behind it. And yeah, I, that's I agree. That's where in my scene, the, the, the scene I picked as my runner up is good because of the comedy yeah the comedy mixed with the action is really mm-hmm. apparent in your in your choice so the scene that you're about to watch or if you're following along this way the scene is when they are going after a russian mob i can't remember the name but they're um, russian mob leaders and they're trying to access the hotel room through the ducks the vents whatever and they fall through the ceiling and anyway hilarity slash action ensues <laughs> Shepherds, we shall be for thee, my lord, for thee. Power hath descended forth from thy hand. Her feet may swiftly carry out thy command. So we shall flow a river forth to thee, and teeming with souls shall it ever be. Nomine patriot fili. The the thing that the other part about that scene that isn't shown in that particular clip is actually um, uh, Willem Dafoe's character explaining what happens. And you have the funny little it's the symbology of the of what happened with the with the coins on the eyes and everything. Yeah, and yeah. and then uh, and then it, part of what makes that scene so great, which we which isn't in that clip, was uh, Willem Dafoe either reenacting or retelling what was happening in that crime scene yep. um, as it happened, because they're basically, that's part of the humor as well as not only do they fall through the ceiling and they were hanging there and like just twisting around, but they also, um, the cops basically portrayed them as these amazing, yeah. these amazing vigilantes who were basically able to just sneak in and kill all these top and e- level Ethan hunt their guys. way into a, yeah. you know, yeah, and then it just was an accident. Ooh, so, nice. yeah. <laughs> and they're arguing the whole time. They're like any other uh, um, Irish uh, <laughs> they start fighting Irish like brothers and brothers the, the, rolling the, around in the in the air ducts. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, and I I even told you guys before we recorded, but I was. I've never been like the biggest fan of this movie, even when I first saw it. Uh-huh. I, I saw it later than you guys did, but like, like we mentioned, the movie's kind of a mess. Like it's it's all over the place yeah. editing yeah. wise. It's it not is. perfect. Um, but what I do like about the movie is the concept of it. I like the concept of these two brothers who have the luck of the Irish, basically, <laughs> yep. who bumble their way into like killing um, gangsters and mobsters, and like they go, "Oh, we need to get some rope because." Uh, Death Wish had rope. Uh, you always have to have rope. You always have to have rope. What his, what's his name? The actor Bronson, Charlie, yeah, Charlie Bronson. Charlie, Charlie He's, Bronson. Charlie Bronson has rope. We have to have rope too. <laughs> so they carry rope with them into air ducts and they start fighting and they fall <laughs> through the ceiling and the rope catches them. They're fighting because of the rope. And they're spinning upside down with like a tangle of arms and guns is shooting these gangsters while they spin around in circles. So and and supposedly God's on their side. Yep. And that's I, I like the concept of that. Yeah. I think it's the delivery. I, I personally and the assness yeah. of the director that ruins it. Yeah, I guess I don't know if it ruins it for me. I I personally it, like that. I thought it was executed well that they were bumbling through. The cops thought it was like a 
way they were way more skilled than they were mm-hmm. but they but they executed on their on all their plans like, yeah and and then and then it cuts to like the really serious like they're saying their prayer and and uh and they they do use symbology with the um with it's the actually coin. symbolism i know um, <laughs> no but that's part of i don't the mean to demasculate you shut up <laughs> um but uh <laughs> Yeah, I th- I thought it was executed pretty well. I I really like how how it's uh, portrayed. Oh yeah, I mean, there's so much in that movie though that is so like you guys brought up the 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 uh, one man shooting doing the job of six shooters. You have the mm-hmm. that was almost my the pick I made, but yeah. You have the final shootout scene when Willem Dafoe is helping him mm-hmm. in the house. I I mean, it's all just like and you knew that was coming. You know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So the movie, the movie itself was a lot of fun, but those those shootout those shoot shootout scenes, in particular, yeah, um, for two very different reasons, are also very fun to watch. And I guess to amend my previous statement, mm-hmm. shootout scenes have to be fun. Oh yeah, yeah. You have to. Otherwise, why would you pick them? You e- have either to they have, have to be emotionally charged. Them. They have to have a, a significant part of the f- the film, or they have to be fun. And, and yeah. probably a, a bit of it has to be a little hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think these are all contributing factors. Like they don't all have to be. Yeah, those aren't rules. But yeah. It's why would you pick something that either isn't fun or emotionally charged? Well, like I said earlier, like. Uh, the rules of a shootout what makes it good to shootout I said some have to have good choreography some don't yeah that wasn't good choreography like see I a dude dropping down to his knees like wasn't good choreography but the way that they implemented it mm-hmm. it worked in the movie yeah 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 I, I guess but the the in Scott's pick though I think the choreography was pretty I mean just I don't know yeah it, 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 I, I think you honestly like it looked like they were bumbling around and like just like tackling each other and stuff, but it was on purpose because it to portray that they yeah. are they're not professionals. But yeah, it had to be fun. So anyway, we can uh, we can move on from Boondock Saints. So all right, so I did get my Western movie Yeehaw. reference in there, and this is one from Tombstone. It is the final scene from not the final scene, but the final shootout between. Uh, Doc Holiday and it's not the river scene. Johnny Ringo, no, no, it's not. <laughs> no, he's just down um, walking on and water. And it's not the OK Corral. It's not the OK Corral. I All actually, right. out of that funeral. movie, out of out of Tombstone, yeah. I actually agree with your pick on the. Oh yeah, uh, it was a joke. Huh? Yeah, the no, best no, I, no. I'm just saying, like, I agree well, it's, that it's this funny one too, is the best one this from is the best yep. shootout in the movie, and one bullet was shot. Yeah. One bullet. Yep. Um, well, it's it's the weight behind it, the story that the that story, wasn't really the <laughs> That's what she said. I can never win against myself. You're no daisy. You're no daisy at all. Poor soul. You were just too high strung. There it is. That's a good one. There it is. Oh, I love it. I love it. There's the you get the one liner, the you're no day you get the I'm your Huckleberry. Yep. And you get the you're no daisy. Which still the, makes no sense to me. What? <laughs> you're no daisy. But it's okay. I don't, you don't need to, well we don't need to focus on it. He literally says you're a daisy if you do, mm-hmm. and then he didn't do it, so he's no daisy. 
Oh. It's a little too on the nose. He, he's yeah, also, it's pretty yeah. on the nose. Uh, but yeah, you're no Daisy Tall. But it's the 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 emotion that leads up to that scene. Yep. The fact that they he says like we started a game we we never got to finish. Calling back to when they were on the streets mm-hmm. and he first said the I'm your Huckleberry um, line like it. it so it calls back to stuff. It it well, j- just the facial expressions. You can tell who won as soon as as Val Kilmer entered the scene. As, soon as Doc Holliday walks, walks into the light, walks into the light. You knew who was going to win. Just the the because Ringo is such a badass the whole movie. Yeah, and then when he has a one on one showdown with Doc, who he realizes he's, he was, he's sick. Who's like maybe I can take him. I don't. I'm not well, sure. What's funny about it is that Tombstone is all about uh, Wyatt Earp and about mm-hmm. about him, and then. The final shootout is between Doc Holliday and him. It's, it's, it's just it's and it's Johnny fun. Ringo. It's the whole ironic. He yeah. tried to get out of it. Like I was just playing around. Yeah, exactly. I was, I'm just playing around. And then and then he then he tried to get in his head by calling him the longer. And like at that just, point, Doc Holliday was already in his head. Oh, like, it was yeah. ah, it it was brilliant. And then everything the, he did was futile at that point. Yep. He even uh, drew first. Yep. Like, it was almost like Doc let him draw first. That's yeah. the that that that's a sign of a true gunslinger. Mm-hmm. I I uh, really liked um, the contrast with because obviously Doc Holliday's sick and so he's he's got beads pale of sweat, and he's, he's pale sweating and all over his face and then and then uh, Ringo is his name mm-hmm. Johnny Ringo Johnny Ringo is like just just straight. Yeah, he's ready you know, to go. He's got he's, got, he's scruffy and so so the contrast between their faces is yeah. He's got color. Interesting. They're both yeah. sweating, but at least he has some color. Yeah. And this is like, I think the third matchup between the two, the third time that those two have faced off. And the first time was funny because was uh, Johnny Ringo did the, did, oh, did the yeah. gun and then, and then Doc Holliday had the teacup and then his teacup around like a gun, like a gun. And then the second time is when they're in the streets and he says, I'm your Huckleberry. And then in this one, they actually get to to go to guns, and it was, I don't know, it is one of the more uh, satisfying gunfights, and uh, and then Doc Holiday, how brutal he is to him, like you know, come on, come on, Ringo, and then lays well, he has down. a bullet hole in, the, well, in his forehead, a, in his forehead, he's st- stumbling around. You're no, you're no Daisy Tall, and then he puts the coin on, or he puts the uh, the, the, the badge on him, and you know, it, it's funny that like. Like we all know who's gonna win that that, but there's there's still so much tension tension, and it's just like the whole scene is just so like it, it's, it's such a release. That, well, that. And, and the tension was always was always with Wyatt Earp and that gang, mm-hmm. and then and Johnny or not Johnny, um, uh, Doc Holiday was always kind of the comic relief and the one that kind of made things fun also, you know, anyway, yeah. and, and then to have him there, like just, but still have that tension. I, I still think nice. Val Kilmer is the best character in that movie. Oh yeah. By his, a long his confidence hands and down. his like charisma. Really? He, yeah. He's such a, like a WWE wrestler. He's a <laughs> such good charisma and the stuff that he we, says is something nobody ever says. And he's always so calm, cool, yeah. collected like that. You can't, you so can't cool. get him off kilter. We, we had a, we had a whole episode on this, on this movie. <laughs> And I remember I, I loved the movie when I was younger. I didn't like it so much as an adult, but I will say though that like without um, Val Kilmer, that movie. And the like, way I, I oh, see yeah. that too was Val Kilmer. Cause I, I don't know if I'm t- translating wrong, but I don't think Wyatt Earp can beat Ringo. Johnny no, Ringo. No, 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 no. That but was, yeah, Doc Holliday's essentially saving his friend mm-hmm. from that fight. Cause he can, 
Well, yeah. and there's he's, a line the earlier in the movie about about someone asked Doc Holliday why he's doing this, and he's like, "You don't have to do this." And he says, "Well, uh, he says, well, Wyatt Earp is my friend." Mm-hmm. And then they say, "Well, I have lots of friends, Doc Holliday, Doc." And he goes, "Well, I don't." Mm-hmm. And so it's the whole thing, like. Wyatt Earp is his only friend in the world, basically. And so he's more than happy to die for his friend because. I mean, he's got one foot in the grave anyway. He's got one. That's true, too. So anyway, that's one of my that's. And uh, and that that's me trying to represent all Westerns because that's the (laughs) only Western in this whole in this whole episode. And that's me trying to represent all Westerns. I had a hard time deciding. I was trying to decide between. Uh, 310 to Yuma where he has to fight the entire town to get the guy to the train and you had I already mentioned the one the the open open range range. you've got there's one from Appaloosa that I thought was really great there's the one in I I I honestly kept going back and forth on our on our list today between between uh, this and and Magnificent Seven uh, the the final fight the final scene in that movie it, and it just keeps going and going. I I some almost put great uh, Django Unchained on mine too. Django that Unchained that's too. some fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, you, there's the Western movies. They all like Scott said. They the whole movie is just a lead up to a shootout, and some of the best shootouts, some of the funnest shootouts, are in these Western movies. And so. um, before we move on to Val Kilmer is this is his uh, only representation on our list. But there's a movie, a little movie called Heat, that a lot of people say has the best shootout of all time. That's true. He, no, none of us picked it, really but he great. is also in that movie. And he did Keanu Reeves levels of uh, training for that movie. Um, I actually, because the, the, what, that, what that movie's praised for is the sound effects and like the, the cough of the gun yeah. that they use. They have a shootout in the middle of the street, but it echoes off the building and like people because, are going deaf. Because they, they, most shootouts in movies... They'll, they'll use post-production sound. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, they use the actual sound on the street. Yeah. It was, it's nuts. And like, the, because the, Val Kilmer is like the main shooter in that. And he's, he kind of sits stationary and he, he gets surrounded by cops on the streets. So he situates himself between two cars and he's shooting down the road and then he quickly pivots and shoots the other way. So he's just a stationary, like, yeah, like a sentry almost like you, you're gonna have to get past him. And it's like so impressive. Like his, the way he holds a gun and like mm-hmm. the clips are flying past its ear. So none of us picked it, but I wanted to bring it up because yeah. Al Kilmer, I love Al Kilmer. It's a great one. Yeah. Tombstone was a good pick though, man. Yep. Yeah. All right, Chris hit us with yours. All right. So my runner up, um, and I, I kind of had a hard time thinking of a runner-up because, again, I don't necessarily think it's the second best shootout of mm-hmm. all time. But I wanted to bring up a little more modern, um, I guess, American-made movies. And I feel like some of the most uh, technically impressive and choreographed shootout and fight scenes are done by the guys that make the Avengers, the mm-hmm. Russo brothers. Mm. And what started my love with them was the Winter Soldier. And there's a shootout in that movie. It's a there's actually a couple that I really like, like the one where they're chasing Samuel Jackson in his car, and they're they're trying to shoot out his car. Oh, that um, one is good. I forgot about yeah. that one. That's a great shootout. And there's a there's a song that goes along with it called Fury, Nick Fury, because uh, that's the first time he ever kicked ass in like the mm-hmm. whole franchise, and it's yeah. so cool. Um, but the one in particular that I like is called the the Highway Fight, 
And it starts off with a Winter Soldier on top of a car. And I'm actually really glad you brought this up because when we were talking about shoots shootout scenes, like this is this is this particular scene specifically Mm -hmm. was one that came to my mind. I was like, man, I really hope someone brings this one up because this is a fun shoot. My hands get all sweaty when I'm watching it, and it's really good. Sebastian Stan as a Winter Soldier, he was such a good villain, and they just kind of like, oh, he's a good guy now, but he was so much better as a bad guy. Yeah, but like the whole scene starts with him punching through the car grabbing the steering wheel and ripping it off and you're like well we're screwed we're yeah. along for the ride yeah but anyway uh, let's go ahead and pause and watch it awesome <laughs> dude th- th- wow. like that was he was very terminator-esque in that the winter soldier yeah yeah especially know, in that dude. scene like he's just like unstoppable mm-hmm. just chasing down a car and he's like, scary too he's literally like yeah he's intimidating up. yeah for sure dude, i, I love his he's character menacing and good pick good pick man dude <sighs> um and like the, the scene goes on forever because right after the cool gunfight there's an amazing hand-to-hand combat fight where uh, Winter Soldier was the dagger flip, where he flips yeah, the dagger. That's at one him thing and... about this scene is that it um, it incorporates a car chase, a, a shootout, mm-hmm. and like hand to hand combat. So that that's it's it's really. I really actually had a hard time deciding if I wanted to do shootout or showdown, mm. because well, showdown is episode. showdown is a very different type of mm-hmm. scene. That that's more like man versus man, or I, I guess that there has to be a. I don't know. I don't know necessarily. Think there has to be return fire, but well, there has to be like a climax, like yeah, a like a, like a like a build up, and then finally these guys are. It's just mano yeah. a mano. You know? oh. but that that scene right there, man. <laughs> and yeah, like I was I was telling you guys before, like the sound mixing, like in Heat, their sound mixer is amazing. Yeah, like the sound of the the bullets bouncing off Cap's shield, oh, the and shield, he, and he shoots it back to him. And like it's kind of hard to tell, but the sound lets you know that he he's closer. The, he, well, yeah, he's getting closer, but he also took their bullets and deflected it towards somebody else and killed that person. Mm-hmm. And like every character was so cool. Like uh, Black Widow, she really excelled in this scene. She, Dude, and, and she hit him in the eyes because his yeah. goggle had the had the bullet. So she she kind of one up him because she's. She's maybe not as skilled as him, but she's mm-hmm. a trained assassin. She's yep. lethal. I know. Th- that's. I, I didn't notice that until I watched this, I, th- that she got him in the eye. Yeah. Because that's why and he took it, off and the goggles. And it pissed him off. Yeah. Which is funny. Black Widow is a Russian trained assassin mm-hmm. fighting on, I guess, the American side. And then Winter Soldier is a, American. an American Captain America, Russian Captain America, but an American. That's kind of, kind of funny. Russian kind of ironic side. a little bit. Well, in, in yeah. the comics, he was Russian, but in the... In the in the movie, he's a Hydra Hydra assassin, right? But yeah, yeah. but I I get where you're going with it. Yeah, no, it's good. 
And that was just one of the the many, many scenes in that movie, which makes it my favorite Marvel movie, which we've already talked about. Right. Well, and, and, and something we, uh, I was saying a little bit before is a lot of <clears throat> the scenes in this movie and in most Marvel movies, is there an amalgamation of a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, of different types of action? Whereas a lot of the ones that we're talking about, it's like just a shootout, you know. Um, th- this one incorporates a lot of different, and they they actually use a lot of uh, practical effects in their movies. Like, yeah. like I, I was kind of watching the making of it, and they they were inspired a lot by uh, the Raid movies, like Raid and Raid Redemption, and those guys use all practical effects. So right. that they were actually on a highway with people repelling. And uh, this is a different movie, but they're the way that they kind of film their scenes. Like, uh, there's a scene in Civil War, the next movie where Bucky's fighting his way out of soldiers to try to to get up, to escape and Cap's kind of helping him. Mm-hmm. And Bucky runs and he jumps out of the window and he falls and he lands on the building and rolls and runs off. Yeah, I remember Well, that. the cameraman freaking ran with him and, and jumped, jumped behind th- him through the window oh and followed him. So you can see somebody else filming from the side, a cameraman running and then falling out the window. But there's so that, that stuff chock that full on Winter Soldier. That, that shot of, of Winter Soldier, Bucky jumping onto the thing and you and you you got the, the the camera following him out like that yeah the following shot that's not cg anything that is a cameraman I love jumping it. out behind him i love that yeah it, it, it's like and, and uh production companies filmmakers it, it's it's almost cheaper just to do it in 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 post you know <clears throat> But Absolutely. audiences can feel the the genuine realness of those type of oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like practical I, stuff. I'm all all for practical effects. And, if you can do it practically, do it. You know, and, and, and um, enhance with with CGI if you can. But and what I love about this movie too, not just that scene, but this movie was it just showed how like competent Captain America was, especially with his shield. Like he can bust out a door and slide on it. He can deflect bullets back at somebody else uh he gets shot with a rocket and goes flying off the Dude, top of a <laughs> that was intense that was <laughs> and he crashes into a bus and yeah he's, and then he gets up and he fights like it, it just shows how cool just how and how hard-hitting he is in, in mm-hmm. these movies so i adore that movie great stuff yeah. great and stuff. like i said when we were watching it's, it was crazy that a such an excellent shootout scene is in a superhero movie i mean obviously like you mentioned there's there's punisher and there's others but like it's a Captain America movie mm-hmm. with a with a crazy shootout. Very good, good stuff. Nice, nice. Okay, are we on to goats now? Let's go into our goats. So now that we're done with our runners up, those are the ones that are good, but they're not necessarily the best. Now we have <laughs> our best. They're ones. pretty good. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty that's a pretty decent uh, field to be better than. Uh, Troy, you want to hit us with your first one? Yes. Your number one. Shootout. So I, there, I I went through a lot of different ones, but really when I thought about it, I, I was thinking about just, I guess, overall impact and the, uh, the best shootout, the goat shootout I picked was from the movie Scarface, the 1983 you, film with Al Pacino. You, t- you picked Tony two, uh, two uh, gangster movies. I did. Yeah. Uh, one kind of is about vigilantes yeah. uh, taking down gangsters. The other one is actually like, just gangsters. gangsters. Yeah. <laughs> but it actually kind of made me think that uh, maybe we should have like a, a goat gangster movie topic. Maybe we should. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> anyway, let's, uh, let's watch it.
Yeah. So shut up, Troy. Yeah. Say hello to my little friend. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. (laughs) (laughs) Why do good things happen to nice people? Oh man. And uh, so (laughs) has the uh, one of the most uh, iconic phrases in all of cinematic history. Uh, (laughs) Say hello to my little friend. Yeah, um, I know. I, I knew that line when I was like eight years old. Right? No idea Didn't, what it meant. Well, so no I looked it up. Why. Right? Somebody, somebody went on and, and went on IMDb and counted all of the films that use that line. All the films and TV. Oh, really? That, that line is used in seventy-four different form, different films and TV shows. <laughs> but the weird thing is that like half of them are adult movies. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Uh, <sighs> Let's break it down. What do you guys think? <laughs> so I uh, I read this thing or saw it on a, on a YouTube video that apparently in that scene they sinked sunk they sinked the um the oh, yes. bullet the yeah. the bullet shoot like the shooting of the gun with the um shutter speed with the shutter speed of the camera so you can see the blast come out of the, the, end of the, the gun. muzzle flash yeah so they timed it or not they timed it they synced it like like they, he said they somehow they synced so it so whenever like, whenever the shutter was open was when the guns would go off or whenever like yeah. so that you would catch the best muzzle flash so all those that? muzzle flashes are they're all they're, they're all real muzzle flashes yeah. that's cool and yeah. all the bullets that that hit uh, al pacino were totally real too so <laughs> yeah. they use real bullets just Dude, like that it. that the fact that he dies screaming i'll take your bullets i'll take your bullets <laughs> you bring all your bullets to me i'll take them and he just keeps getting shot it's like, and like getting, Kristen, yeah, know, cocaine's it's like, a hell of a drug <laughs> it's like eight nine ten times he gets hit it's, yeah so he, he goes out like a gangster mm-hmm, which yeah. also birthed this like weird aggro gangster people <laughs> like in the 90s and early 2000s were just yep. obsessed with Scarface and they were like touch me bro and, oh man <laughs> this is like the the Scarface spawned so many weird fandoms and stuff it really it's, did it's funny how how much this film had to kind of go through just to like people it, it was released in 83 and people were offended by it critics just walked out of the film um but the critics who stayed loved it and it and just it was just really popular it made it made quite a bit of money um but funny little tidbit about this movie uh it had to be edited uh three different times or three extra times uh to avoid an x rating because the really because um, of all the f words and the blood there's a chainsaw well, scene x also cha- meant yeah. something different back then too it was just yeah. more than an r yeah uh, yeah, uh I, I remember I've, I've never watched it all the way through, and I tried like in high school to yeah. watch it, and I had to turn so, it off. That the chainsaw funny, scene is it, it opens intense. But the funny, the funny thing about that is that uh, so finally, the after the last edit, it was still given an X rating, and so so like the studio uh, went to the and MPAA, yeah, the MPAA, and we're like, come on, like help us out here. And they even got experts to say this is accurate. This is an accurate portrayal of like the drug. Anyway, and so finally, they're like, okay, we'll give it. An, we'll give this last third cut in our rating. <laughs> and the director Brian De Palma, <laughs> he ended up releasing the first cut anyway. No, uh-huh. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the film, the film that you saw in theaters was yeah. the actual first cut. <laughs> wow. And they didn't realize for like ten or fifteen years yeah, or something. Not, well, a couple months later, when it was when it was released on video, was when he actually mm-hmm. confessed to it. And so oh. that's hilarious. <laughs> but. um 
Yeah, and it was it broke the record for the most amount of f words in a in a film. It has 182. Uh, more than that. No, uh-uh. I've, I've has 182. That's where Blink 182 got their name. Uh, it's got more because I've I've seen I've seen I don't three care how many times whatever it. there's there's three different <laughs> counts all, all I've I've seen three different counts like two hundred and eight two hundred four two hundred eighteen two hundred twenty six like they're all over two hundred so well it's got the f words but that that scene itself uh he freaking loads up his gun <laughs> and then gathers up all of his clips or his magazines don't call them clips. If you talk to gun people and call them clips, they'll be <laughs> pissed at you. He gathered his magazines and threw them in his pockets and like big freaking gun, massive gun with his grenades and everything. And goes, I mean, he's just a badass in that scene. And he's going up against a freaking army of people. The amount of people that like swarmed into that, mm-hmm. into that house was, t- it was, just, I mean. Come yeah. on, yeah, and and Chris, you talked about like the the aggro, like the um, all the posturing and the mm-hmm. the tough guy gangster thing, um, way over the top, but it worked for like because because you look at the setting, you look at the house he's in, it's over the top. He's yeah. going to be over the top. You can't not be over the top. And you know, just kind of finished off like that final shootout scene was pretty epic oh yeah i mean like just it's the also way... a build-up of the entire movie the way tony montana starts right right and how he start i mean he was he was a tough guy from the beginning and he worked his way up into that and when he became a kingpin or whatever he th- there was no way he was going to stick around for long right because he was he 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 had made too many enemies he was too much of an aggro dude to to be able to just sit and he was back getting and high let, on his own stash exactly he was too aggro and so the it, it's such a fitting end to the story that they had built through the movie. Uh, I don't know. I, I loved it. I thought the end of the movie was great. Yeah. I, I think for the goat shootout, I think it's definitely fitting. Sure. I, I yeah. totally agree. It needs to be in the, yeah. in the running. So sure. Sure thing. Okay. Who's up next? Is it me? Chris. I'm just tickling your arm, but oh. you can go. I was like, don't touch <laughs> me. Uh, my choice is from the movie hard boiled. Uh, it's a Chow Yun Fat movie. He's a main actor in Hong Kong cinema in the heyday. John Woo. Uh, John Woo is one of the greatest directors in Hong Kong cinema of all time. And then he came over here during the 90s and made some of my favorite movies. Broken Arrow, Face Off. He made Hard Target with Van Damme. Um, Brokeback Mountain. Mission, no. Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> um, but before he left, he made... Mission a- Impossible 2. How Ethan got his groove back. <laughs> Ethan and Stella. Um, but the it was really, really hard for me to choose one scene. So I didn't. I chose two. I pulled a Jake. <laughs> I chose two. Um, okay, what are we gonna do first then? Uh, let's do the two? let's do the tea house scene first. Okay. And then after that we'll do the the one shot hospital scene. I can Uh, 
Nice. Oh, there you go. Okay. Dude, I love how powerful shotguns are in action movies. <laughs> um, yeah, like I mentioned before, we have many, many different choices for our goat. I said one's hyper-stylized, and that's exactly what this movie is. is two clips? Stylized. Two clips. Oh, and right. I picked the, the two most famous scenes from the movie is the tea house at the very beginning and the very end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, I... I love this director. I love him. John Woo. Dude, he is so it's some of my favorite movies. I love how stylized he gets. I I I know a lot of people make fun of it and make and they're um well they make fun of Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible 2 gets a lot of garbage <laughs> for it. But I think it's I love it. I think yeah. it's fantastic. It's different. It's definitely not the same as the rest of the Mission Impossible movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not even close. But I think it's great. I I love I love John Woo's stuff. Yeah, and, and uh, I just I showed you guys like two very still scenes, or not two, just two in particular scenes. Uh, what we're missing though is like guys diving onto hospital gurneys and like sliding down a hallway shooting people (laughs) uh, rolling over and using it as a shield popping up and shooting them the body count in this movie i think might be the highest body count in any uh gun gunfight yeah there was a lot especially in that that first scene was just like wow but like you mentioned earlier like before we started recording that the the entire scene was like 25 minutes long yeah, the, the hospital fight. And I don't I don't want to make a turn it into a negative, but is there a time when the shootout can be too long? Um I mean they they kind of pace it well. Like I okay, I feel so like as long as it's a battle well, for me cuz okay. nobody's seen it yeah. and but that was the whole reason why we watched the yeah. clips was so that we could actually see the Yeah, exactly. But I do think context is important, but yeah, like and I'm not trying to say it as a negative because like you said pacing is important, but yeah, yeah, and they do interject dialogue into it. They slow down. It seemed like they slowed down in the in the elevator, had some dialogue, mm-hmm. had some uh, character and story building. And in the elevator cuz it was all one continuous shot. I told I told you guys earlier, but Jake didn't hear this, but that was the same room. They walked into a room. The crew had to go and clean up really quick while they pretended to be in an elevator, put a new desk in there, clean up all the blood, bring out more extras for them when the elevator doors open to shoot some more guys. But yeah. it, was, it was the exact same room. <laughs> That's the thing about a one as well, is that like... So many moving parts. It, well, there's, there's all the moving parts, but if you make a mistake... Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Again. Like if, if any one of those people make a mistake and like jump where they're not supposed to, or, or, you know, if a gun doesn't fire or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Any of those, any of those things, it's like, you have to start, right, all, start over. all over again. And yeah. uh, Scott said earlier too, but he's like, is it bad that I can't tell who's on what side? And that was kind of the point of the movie too, is like chaotic gunfights. Like every single bullet that shoots papers go flying. There's fireworks going off. There's explosions. So they had to have like these pyrotechnics set up. Somebody had to like throw papers in the air. Like every single shot looks so like just destroying. I don't know if that's the correct terminology, but yeah, it looks so powerful. Like the, every shot that lands around in that place just destroys everything. And there's chaos everywhere. And Oh, I just love it, dude. I love that movie. You, if you guys haven't seen it, you definitely it's a great one. A I loved it. I, I loved it every minute of, of Hard Boiled. I thought it was great. I haven't seen the movie, but I will say the uh, the shootouts were entertaining. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, if, if you were to... Because I, I kind of... Like, this isn't necessarily a, to show what what's the best on our show. But if you were to just Google best shootouts of all time and mm-hmm. go to any cinema website, 
that's usually right at the top. Uh, Heat's always up there. And yeah. then a couple of Keanu Reeves movies <laughs> is always <laughs> up there as well. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. Speaking of, Scott, you want to hit your... Uh... So my goat is uh, Matrix, Keanu Reeves, the uh, lobby scene in Matrix. <sighs> so good. Um, yeah, I would say it changed my life. <laughs> yeah. Like the very first time I saw that. Dude, uh, yeah, there, there's some really cool things about like the making of that that we'll get into later, but uh, let's just go ahead and watch it. I'm falling apart. I want to get away from it. Please remove any metallic items you're carrying, keys, loose change. Holy shit! Dude, it's seriously their calmness. They don't flinch. They don't make it. They don't smile. They don't communicate. Yeah. They're just and robots. that's the scene that got the, the R rating, isn't it? They're just... No, it was actually... The he's rooftop? In a, he's in a helicopter or something. Yeah, the helicopter. And, and, and you just see the bullets. You're just... It's, oh, it's, that it? it's literally two minutes later. When they're when they're, the when they're saving mm-hmm. um, Morpheus. Morpheus and the the minigun on the on the helicopter yeah. and they're shooting into the room and you just see the bullet it's casing well and and this scene too you almost feel bad for the guys yeah right because yeah. they're like just as innocent but but I mean they're, they're simulations so. they're well they're potential agents so yeah, they that's true you can't, you don't know yeah um so so cool cool stuff about this scene um it was all practical uh, amidst like. The Matrix, which is there's a ton of uh, wires and stuff. Wires and well, well, the, well it, just the rest of the movie, there's lots of CGI. But yeah. the, but this scene in particular, they did all practical, and so all the pillars are exploding everywhere. Um, they like they, apparently the scene took ten days to film. Um, that two minutes took ten days. I'm, I'm really glad they took their time though, because yeah. There's some, there's some behind the scenes. Iconic scene. scene. There, you know the part where he's uh, where he's crouched behind the pillar and it's exploding all behind oh, him. Uh, Trinity. No, where he is. Oh, okay. Um, he gets up and runs. Um, uh, to gets up and runs to his right. Um, there's a behind the scenes where he gets up and slips. <laughs> And they literally had to pick up all that stuff, reset the oh, pillar, no. re- reset all the charges in the pillars. Um, insane. That sucks. Yeah. Well, how then you, there's how uh, do you repiece together a, a pillar? <laughs> That's why it takes ten days? To I, I, shoot. They, they probably what roll scene? another one in behind, behind yeah, them, and probably. they just clean it up, roll another one with all the charges set. They probably yeah. had like eight. I don't know, but the, yeah, the, all the charges were set inside the pillar. But it, it's funny, like you're watching him run, and you know the cartwheel is coming. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, it was like, oh, that cartwheel is going to look so cheesy now. And then he does it, and you're like, yep, yep. And then he picks up the gun. And you're like, oh yeah, I forgot he has to pick up a gun. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole and, point. And the music stops, and yeah. it's like a satisfying. <laughs> well, then, you bring up the music. The music was amazing. And yeah. then he does another cartwheel and shoots people while he's upside down. Anyway, so like I was expecting it. I thought it was going to be cheesy. It was, and then it wasn't. <laughs> so it's. Oh, it's great. It's great. <laughs> kind of fun. Seriously. And I made the joke while we were watching it going, the Wachowski sisters are the brilliant. But the, their their uh, direction during that scene of like get behind the, the pillar and then you sit and wait and like the – and the acting is literally nothing more than just – 
being stoic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, but well, the, but, the, the but, feeling that came across during the whole thing was like it was like a ballet almost. Mm-hmm. They, they, it yeah, was like predetermined moves that they mm-hmm. were gonna do because they 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 just knew they're gods basically. So th- so they just knew exactly what the the security people were gonna do, and so it was just like pre rehearsed steps. The direction in, a, in, in a, it, the dance. direction in it was so good, mm-hmm. and the the whole like. The guy's shooting the shotgun at him, and so she kicks the shotgun. It flips behind him. She catches it and shoots him. <laughs> that that was shoots the next dude. Yeah, that was like equilibrium esque. Oh, it's so sad that equilibrium's not on our list. Honorable mention. <laughs> oh, it hurts me in my heart that I didn't get to pick equilibrium. Yeah, that movie is so good. But well, flip, flipping shotguns that, that just flipping and, and like we like you said, we all had a really hard time making our picks. Like. My picks changed a few times. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jake's changed like 17 times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, e- Equilibrium was on my list, and then I picked Scarface. I was going to pick Equilibrium, and I still kind of am sad I didn't. Yeah, I, I did. I, I was going to choose it for my runner up, but I didn't want like two sci fi ish movies, though. So. And I, I wanted to make sure Westerns got their say. I'm glad you did. But, um, dude. Then the, the the rest of this movie has its own set of shootouts that are yeah, just oh, the, the whole movie. The like whole movie shootout. is, but that that scene, I mean, it's, it's iconic. It's it, the iconic shootout of the movie. It's super stylized, like very. It's like dark green and black. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, I love I it, love the way they use color to show when you're getting close to the matrix, when you're getting close yeah, to yeah. finding answers in the matrix, it gets darker and darker green. And yeah. it's good. And it it kind of looks like the, the green grid, like that mm-hmm. room looked like the matrix to them. Mm-hmm. It did. So I'd actually never noticed that until now. It's cool. Yeah. It's good, good yeah. And, and ju- just, I was today years old, uh, to, to, I guess, and talk about this, that just the, the moment where the security officer asked him to open his coat, oh, yeah. he opens it up to, to like 18 guns. Awesome. Such a good moment. Because he's like, if you have any uh, metal on you, any contraband. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, I love. And then that he gets so uh, gets his gets Keanu Reeves palm to the chest. Dude, I like Keanu Reeves. Me too. I don't care what anyone says. He's one of like my favorite actors. I love him. Very. Good. But, but it's funny every time. Like I still can't not picture or hear. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Every time I hear him, but like, like even in his, in his action movies, like he's grunting or whatever, and it's like <laughs> I just hear Bill S. Preston, and whichever one he is. <laughs> Theodore Logan. Theodore Logan. All right. Oh yeah, because yeah. Good pick, Scott. Thanks. Okay, moving from one Keanu Reeves to movie to another, <laughs> where my number one shootout pick is John Wick. The club scene. Jonathan Wickenstein. The club scene. So there's a lot of shootouts in this movie to pick from as well. But this club scene, I feel like, shows the most. um, The most bestest. Yeah, the most diverse bits of fighting from him throughout the movie. So without any further ado. I never meant for it to be this way.
<laughs> Holy moly. So I picked that scene because it is, it was, I think, I feel like it is the perfect um, illustration of all the stuff that everybody loves about this movie, the bullet, how you can count the bullets between when he, when he, sh- all the bullets he shoots and then he reloads. Um, he double taps everyone. Uh, when he runs out of bullets, he's able to do, when he runs out of ammo, he's able to fight with a knife. He's able to fight with his arms. He's able to do martial arts and all these. Mm-hmm. And this scene, I feel like was the best illustration of all those things. It, it's his precision, but it's also his like lethality, oh. like uh double tap. And if you, I've watched like a breakdown of this video, but it shows how many bullets he's fired. And it's not even about bullet count. It's he's precise. He doesn't waste bullets. He doesn't waste bullets. So he's got a guy, like he's got his guy's arm wrapped up on his leg and he's pinned down and he shoots a guy in the head far away and he shoots another guy. Then he goes back to the guy and shoots him in the head, double tap. That guy's dead. Mm -hmm. So it's watching this movie, it's almost like, you're watching a professional like assassin or hitman yeah, at work. It's like you a saying that pleasure. he's he's thinking the character's thinking like two or three steps ahead. Mm-hmm. He, not not the guy he's wrestling immediately. He's thinking about the guy that the, that just walked in the across biggest the room. threat at the moment. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's already he's already got his plans for the guy that he's got. Yeah, he's down. neutralized for the moment. He's neutralized, and he's already got the he's already got in five bullets. I'll put that one. My fifth bullet is mm-hmm. going to go in yeah, this and guy's He's head. thinking how many he has I've got, clip. I've got two bullets for that dude, a bullet for that dude, a bullet for that dude, and then the fifth one is going to be for the guy that I'm kneeling on. And then I'll The relo- sixth one, I'll double tap this dude. Seventh one, I'll double tap the other guy. And the like, one time just, that he runs out of bullets, he punches the guy in the face with a gun. Punches him in the well, neck, so the guy's like choking. So he's like freaking out, and then he casually reloads. Bah, shoots him. Uh, shoots him <laughs> like, it's like that guy wasn't a threat to him. He just like, oh, reload. And the guy's just standing in front yeah. of him. There, there's a part in John Wick 2 where he's got a shotgun. And he's it's a similar thing. He's about to shoot this guy. Um, but he ran out of bullets. So he takes a shotgun and pokes it into his chest and shoves him down on the ground and leans on it. And then he, he reloads the shotgun oh, one, two, three. And the guy's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he shoots him once it's reloaded the choreography is so good like yeah dude and the editing like you didn't notice the editing it was it was great serious it that that is and i feel i honestly feel like that's the best shootout scene ever Uh, you know i think we might have found a winner and it's not even like recency bias it's like and the amazing choreography, it's the, the, the lethality, like the, the movement and the direction of mm-hmm. like he's always moving. He's he's like, moving through the club. You could you you have a sense of direction as he moves through it. Well, it the, was the great. Light, like, the lighting and the color and all that. Yeah, the music, like the also work. the style, their suits. They look so cool. Dude, um, Scott's never seen the movie, and he said he's going to vote for it. So that's <laughs> that's pretty the, cool. It's yep. got the emotion in it. He's chasing the dude, the dude who literally killed his dog. And I even said like he looks, he's looking at him like a hunter looks at like prey yeah. or something, like but, a predator. Dude, when, he, when he's looking at him look, and he shoots the guy underneath him without looking, yeah. Oh, that that part but is like the bone chilling. You part. you see the the sh- the 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 guy is in the hot tub, and he and he he's like. Going, who's this jackass with a gun? And he grabs his gun. And he goes to get out, and then he looks up, and the the look that John Wick gives him cows him mm-hmm. from across the room. 
and he backs off and he's across the room and has a gun in his hand and he's like, oh, well, and, get out of here. and he, he's like occupied by he's wrestling somebody yeah. on the ground and, and the and look the, he gives him yep. still is able it, it is it's something else and you mentioned recency bias and I felt I feel kind of dumb saying that I honestly think the best shootout of all time is a movie that's come out in the last five years but I don't know I I, I honestly well, I can't think of another movie another shootout in another movie that I that is more entertaining that is that is better well I just, and I, I think that movie was quite groundbreaking at the time like we've had realistic uh Jason Bourne assassin type movies he sure we didn't even mention him but he's got some pretty cool shootouts too yeah but the, what this movie did was it added a sense of realism like the way that he holds his gun close to his chest so he doesn't ever lose it the way that he double taps the way that he will shoot you point blank in the face because he's not trying to be flashy he's not inspector tequila diving around he's trying to yeah kill and he's you. not trying to just subdue people he's trying mm-hmm. to kill them which yeah. is a complete 180 from his role in matrix you know he's doing cartwheels he's you know yeah like, he, the, the gun the, the gun's really the, far away you know, from his body like yeah, his, his arms yeah, yeah his like, arms extended this yeah. one his arm yeah like you said chris it's it's very like mil- military like like you see pictures of uh, mm-hmm. like actual soldiers they have the gun as close to their body as possible and and that's times. a style like the realism in john wick is a style choice the mm-hmm. flashiness in matrix like the yeah, ballet, the style choice yeah uh Hard boiled is a style like the mm-hmm. that that movie invented the the Max Payne style diving across the room, sliding down uh, stair railings and and like diving across the floor and killing people in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Like that movie is what started. And they're all. all super entertaining. Yeah, but John Wick, man, there's just something about it. It's, it does speak to it that like that you have a, the realism holding close to your chest. Like it's not flashy, but it is. You know, yeah, when it's he the same does it, it is. Like, yeah. Dude, there's, yeah. some, there's something about his charisma. Like he doesn't make a, his, his face doesn't change the entire scene almost. Mm-hmm. Well, he, do, he does. He does like have that menacing look with the with the um, the other guy. It's the, definitely the not the same as Matrix, but but where he, they don't yeah. have a face. Yeah, but but that, that's kind of Keanu Reeves's shtick is he doesn't he, he's very emotionless. Um, but his charisma mm-hmm. is is just like palpable throughout that whole well, scene. Well, he's he's terrifying, and and he's our protagonist, and we get to cheer for him. But if you're one of the people that, uh, and, and you haven't seen the movie, there's a there's yeah. a running joke that like, like the the main reason he's killing all those people is his wife just died, his wife bought him a dog, and he gets to um, mourn with the dog, and that guy Theon Greyjoy takes it away from him, and uh, he's he I've definitely his heard that that yeah. joke. But Meme, there's a whatever. part where they. Theon takes the, I don't even know his name in the movie. Yeah. Theon Greyjoy <laughs> takes the car to, um, chop uh, shop. But what's the actor? Uh, John Leguizamo. And he's like, Hey, I need you to scrap this car for parts. Give me money. And he's like, this is John Wick's car. And he's like, yeah. And he, well, he, he doesn't say John. He says, he says, where'd you get this car? Yeah. And he says, some jackass wouldn't sell it to me. And he goes, where'd you get this car? And he goes, I don't know. Some, <laughs> I killed his dog too. And John Leguizamo. <laughs> Well, yeah, he, he's like, you guys, this is John Wick's car. And he's like, well, scrap it. And so John Leguizamo punches him in the face to get the hell out of here and, right and now. And Theon is the son of the head of the Russian mob boss. Yeah. Okay. So the, the Russian mob boss calls John Leguizamo and he's like, I heard you punched my son in the face. And he's like, yes, sir, I did. And he's like, you want to tell me why? 
uh, because he killed John Wick's dog and stole his car. And he's all, oh. <laughs> like, it's just the way that he says it. You like, And then you're like, who is this guy? Like, if you didn't see a commercial for it, Seriously, you wouldn't have known like, that he was like Because it the never shows. All, all you see to this point is John Wick get his ass kicked and have his dog killed in his car stolen you don't see anything else aside from that hmm. but like when john logozamo punches him the dude's friends get in his face and like do you know who he you know who he, you know who he is why would you do that and he's like going yeah take him back to dad tell him what you did <laughs> like yeah. it, it's just like you poked a bear you didn't want to poke <laughs> they uh i've never seen a movie establish a badass so quickly than, than the way that they did this. And which effectively, is, without showing him be yeah, a badass. Yeah. It's people's reaction. Which is yeah, interesting exactly. because, to contrast that, the only uh, really other <clears throat> the only other time you see John Wick is when he's playing with his dog. Mm-hmm. Or when he had like, just these tender moments with his wife and his dog and stuff. And so it doesn't seem like he's a badass, but you have, yeah. It's he, but really the absolute contrast. fear people have yeah. when they think that they've <laughs> crossed him. He like, goes up to a, a giant eight-foot-tall monster bouncer, holds a gun out to his head. And he's all, he's like, hello, Brutus. And he's all, oh, Mr. Vic. He's like, why don't you take the night off? Okay. Okay. <laughs> he just takes off. So everybody's afraid of him. All right. Now I'll have to watch it. You got to. I've got both I'm of so them. I'm so excited for part three, man. Uh, dude, yeah, I, yeah, you have them on Voodoo, right? I don't know if they're on Voodoo, but I've got both of them. Okay. They're good stuff. It's good stuff. And that scene specifically, I think, is the ultimate, like, it wraps it all up in a nice, pretty bow. Uh, the whole, the whole uh, style of the movie, I think. So nice. There we go. All, all right. right. So how are we doing this? Are we well, doing voting again? Let's or? recap. <laughs> let's recap. So uh, all right. So in order, we've got we've got Scarface from Troy. From Chris, we have Hard Boiled. Scotty has Matrix. Matrix, and I've got John Wick. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Scarface. That's me. Jake votes for Scarface. Because <laughs> you can't vote for your own. Because <laughs> I can't vote for my own. I'm going to vote for Scarface. I appreciate your vote. <clears throat> uh, okay. Hard Boiled. I really want to vote for Hard Boiled, too. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You're wrong. <laughs> okay. Matrix. Wow. Look at that. And. No. Just, yeah. I- John Wick. Three for John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even like. Because I, I, was, I was afraid of being. Showing my bias, I guess, to like, oh, it just came out, so that has to be it. There's mm-hmm. something special about those movies. Absolutely. Like the the work that Keanu Reeves put into it, the work that director Chad Stileski, he, he used to be a stuntman. This was the very first movie he ever directed. He created a world. He created a character. And he just made magic. I didn't realize that. So it was a stuntman that his... Uh, he was so, a stuntman on Matrix. So th- that's... I, I really like those stories because... Someone that's worked in the industry for so long and has done a specific thing, I guarantee that he's been watching and going, I would have done this different. Mm-hmm. Or I really like the way that this guy did. So he's been able to just like gather all this information on how to make a good movie. And now he's being, now he's able to put it to practice. I think it's awesome. He, he actually did the, uh, he, he helped direct Deadpool 2 once the director left, but he just did the action, the, okay. the, the cool action in Deadpool 2. So, so should we just rename this episode John Wick Shootout? Yeah, <laughs> Keanu Reeves presents the shootout. Cold Book Hot Podcast. Yeah. I I, I, I like, saw honestly, myself like, voting for Matrix, but like 
Because that movie... I had a feeling you I might. actually saw myself voting for Hard Boiled, and then... Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would have been see, funny. Seeing, seeing all <laughs> that would have been side. absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Another four-way time. <laughs> Another four-way time. <laughs> but, like, well, once we watched the clip, and, I mean, maybe it's because we watched it last. I'm not sure. There's just something about it. There's something movies. about it. Well, I'm actually surprised. And you almost didn't pick it. I know. Yeah. I know. I... Seriously, I changed my picks so many times. Well, it was your runner-up, and then you're like, "Here's my goat," and I was like, "That's my boy." <laughs> so this is the thing. Like, I'm glad that we actually uh, watched the clips together as we've done this because if we just went off like, "Hey, this is," the, and then we just talked about it, I probably would have voted for Hardboiled because I saw it before we recorded, or even The mm-hmm. Matrix. Yep. Because you know what I mean. Like, I, I probably wouldn't have just because it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a few years since I've seen John. Sure. Mark, you know, um, but. Just the fact that we watched it, we were able to react together. I think mm-hmm. really, uh, probably the same reason why you voted for Scarface, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wow, man. All right. So our winner, John Wick. John Wick. We Clubs finally in. have a the, single winner. I know. <laughs> <laughs> After weeks. <laughs> we're so indecisive here. Uh, well, yeah. It's, and yeah. That, that, I mean, it, it was kind of a hard choice, but once you look, once we did what we did and show the evidence, how the most yeah. lethal person we saw tonight, John Vick, <laughs> like by a, by a country mile. He killed a guy with a freaking pencil. A pencil. A freaking Who pencil. Who does that? Man. Who does the, that? The Joker? Oh. <laughs> they must That's not true. have seen that movie. No. Heath, mm. Heath Ledger must have mm. gotten together with him. <laughs> um, well, thanks, guys. I loved this episode. It was a ton of fun. Yeah. Can't wait to get back together and do this again. Uh, keep an eye open for us, everybody. We love you all so much. Um, keep an eye open for our next topic. It'll be in uh, on our social media. So keep an eye open there. And we will be back in a week. Yep. All right. I just squeaked a little bit. On that one. <laughs> in a week. In a week. Um. Like us, rate us, review us, five stars, leave us a, a message if you wanna if you wanna hear something out of us, if you want us to talk about something, review something, please let us know in a comment or somewhere. We want to we wanna do we yeah. wanna interact with you. We want you guys to be a part of this. And, oh yeah, uh, if, shout out. Sorry, go ahead. Well I was gonna say if you don't like our picks, like let us know why. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh shout out to Jose. He actually reached out to us on uh our social media recently apparently he bought a switch and he played zelda and he played mario and he's like now what now and what? i let him have it <laughs> like, there, there's so much to play on the switch so thank you jose for reaching out to us on social media uh if you guys have a question for us if you want us to talk about something we'll do it we're, we're very all approachable we want it we want we want to uh incorporate yeah this is you guys all. night come come join us and and contribute absolutely Hey, you ladies can too. If there's nothing else, bye. All right, see you guys later. Bye.